In today's show, I'm going to be recapping all of the action from Wednesday's games. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. We've got 10 games to talk about today. There's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA, so let's talk about those. But before I get to them, if you do play in a Yahoo Fantasy League, Yahoo has, in week nine, decided to introduce IL+. I don't know why they couldn't have just adjusted regular injured reserve or injured list or whatever bullshit they want to call it, but there's a new injured list that you can put in there. So you can go into your league settings and you can adjust your injured list settings to be IL+. And what IL+, does is it means you don't have to wait for the injured tag. Anyone who's got an out designation, anyone who's got a game time decision designation can be put into the injured list. Fantastic. That's what it should have been all along. Now you've got to add a different type of injured list to get it to work, but it works. So go into your leagues. I would discuss it with everybody. Some people might, for whatever reason reasons that will honestly have zero sense behind them will oppose it. People will do that because they just love opposing things, but there is no reason this should not be in the league. I It's frustrating that it took this long for it to come through, but here it is, IL Plus on Yahoo. Go in and incorporate it and don't have to worry too much about the nonsense of waiting for them to give injured tags to players, which is a massive, massive bugbear of people, I'm aware. Now, let's talk about the first game of the day. What a barn burner, the Orlando Magic. They spanked the Knicks 107-89, the double royal Julius Randle. Another good night from him, 25-7 and seven with three threes. No defensive stats there and didn't get to the free throw line, but a pretty good night. While Rowan Barrett Jr. benched again. And when I, when I say benched, I mean, just doesn't play fourth quarter minutes. He came in when the game was 15 points out of hand with three minutes left in the fourth and played 27 minutes. Now, he had 15-7 and seven with a triple one. But the lack of minutes for a dude that was playing like 37 minutes a night to begin the season is absolutely curious. And I know that Tom wants to give all of these minutes and yeah, give 22 minutes a night to all these bench guys, which seems completely against Tibbs' ideas. But that's what's happening at the moment. And Barrett, Barrett's not a 12-team league guy. We're well aware of that. It is a points league 12-team league guy, but it is trending in the wrong direction. Nerlens Noel played 30 minutes. He wasn't particularly good. Six and nine, missed both of his free throws with a steal. I am still holding him while Reggie Bullock had four points in 33 minutes. Uh, it wasn't a great night from Emmanuel Quickly. He shot 8%. That's not a uh, it's not a, an audible typo. It's 8, 0.8%. He was one of 12 from the field. Now he hit all seven of his free throws and ended up with nine points of steal and a block. So you can still see the sky high usage, the great free throws, getting a steal, there is still value in quickly, and I think he's more he's more of a 14-team league guy than a 12, but maybe he pushes into 12. But yeah, old stubborn dickhead over there, there's no way he's going to force a rookie into playing 32 minutes a night. It's just not going to happen. Alfred Payton had 13-3-5, 
but only playing 23 minutes, it's impossible to roster him. Burks is a 12-team drop and probably a 14-team league drop. Well, we only got 17 Derek Rose minutes because he was trying to be worse than Emmanuel quickly, and he probably was because he didn't get to the line. One of 10. Four points, six boards, two assists. Rose had been playing well. I wouldn't say that he is 100% a must-roster 12-team league guy. He's probably on the fringes. And depending on where your team sits at the moment, you can make that decision as to whether he's a guy that you want to hold on to or not. For the Magic, Evan Fournier returned. He played 31 minutes. He had 19 points. He had a dunk. He had three threes. Get him off the waiver wire if he is there. Terry Ross, 30 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, five triples. What a massive game from Ross. And he'll go out there and score three points in five consecutive games now. He is one of the... um, more roller coastery type players in the NBA. If you can sell at this point for any value, you do it. Otherwise, you just hold on and hope it comes. Uh, hope it comes good and hopes it lasts for a while. Nikola Vucevic, 16, 16, and 5. Yeah, piss poor efficiency, 33%, and didn't take a free throw, but good counting stats there. While Michael Carter Williams, speaking of piss poor efficiency, had a true shooting of 32%. He did have seven assists with a steal. He is a 12 team league option to stream through for those counting stats, but you are going to hurt in the uh, in the percentages. Um, Dwayne Bacon, the Baconator, had 15 points in 18 minutes and actually added some defensive stats, two steals and a block. And Bacon has played 25 minutes a game this year, and he is the 258th ranked player. That should tell you all you need to know about overreacting to this scoring performance from Dwayne, Dwayne the Baconator. Bacon. Told you at the start that we we're going to be talking about the player of the week. New segment that we're having on the show. And hey, we all want to be happy. We all want joy in our lives. So why don't we sit back and enjoy our player, our ultra player of the week. And it is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yanni is the number one player in fantasy over the last week. He's averaging 29, 14, and 8. 3.3 steals, 2.3 blocks, 57 from the field, 74% from the free throw line. Just astounding numbers from a guy who has not been a top 20 player so far this season. So... If you want to enjoy having Yanni on your fantasy team the same way that you'd enjoy a very crisp Michelob Ultra with only 95 calories, hey, why don't you? Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's move on to the next game. The Atlanta Hawks, they beat the Boston Celtics. 122-114. Trey Young dropped in 40 with eight rebounds and two steals on 70% shooting. And Johnny Collins only played 28 minutes. He had some foul issues, but a really efficient performance. 20 and six, a perfect eight of eight from the line. He had a block as well, but we just hope for more minutes there. He just continues to be in that 45 to 55 type range. This is three games in a row for Cam Reddish. 13 and six, three assists, two steals. Not saying he's a must-add player, but he's coming into that area where he's absolutely a stream option, and we're adding him in maybe 14-team formats, and we consider it in 12s at this point with how he's playing. The Kerner Klinkapala had 24 and 13, while Fanta Pants had 7 points, 2 assists, and 2 steals there. Skylar Mays again playing well off the bench, and the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Um, yeah, uh, 9 points on 23% shooting. Uh, he is rostered in a ton of 12-team leagues. I really don't see... Look, unless you're hoping for a Collins trade and think Gallinari is going to come in and and be the savior because you've got him. And I understand you can hold him for that reason. If it's just for current production, though, forget about it. It's not happening. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum. 35 minutes, 35 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and 2 steals. 
10 of 11 from the line. Really great stuff the last two games. He was obviously motivated by me having him on the uh, Bilo podcast. Good stuff there. Now, there was no Kemba Walker. So instead of starting a point guard in Peyton Pritchard, they started a guy in Javante Green, who's a shooting guard, who's not very good, and they lost. Suck shit, Brad Stevens. I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm also not not saying that that's the reason. Getting too cute, my guy. 24 minutes for Green, 9 points now, to be fair. Peyton Pritchard sucked the last time he started, and he wasn't particularly great here. But he still had 11 points in 23 minutes. It was a plus 1. It was only one of two Celtics to be positive in the plus-minus for the day. Think you might have overthought this one, Brad? Pritchard is just a deeper league guy. Jalen Brown... Jalen Brown is the 85th ranked player over the last two weeks. And I know a lot of people criticize, man, you just hate Jalen Brown. I love Jalen Brown. I think he's one of the best blokes in the NBA, probably top three bloke in the entire NBA. Love him. What I always say about Jalen Brown is I'm not sure how his fantasy game goes. And when I came in and he was shooting you know, 59% on mid-range twos, I went, you know what? Maybe that falls off because that seems actually impossible to be able to keep up. His free throws had, had ramped up as well. And I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe this is something that he hasn't done for four years. And maybe this doesn't stick. And we've seen it drop off. He's the 85th ranked player over the last two weeks. He shot 30% in this game. Now, he had seven assists, and he is much better this year than he was last year. There's no denying that. But to act like he was always going to maintain top 20 numbers because every single mid-range shot that he took was going to go in, I think was delusion. And it's not part of me hating him. I love the bloke. I think he's absolutely fabulous. He's an absolute top-class ripper bloke. But that doesn't mean that I can't be skeptical of him being the best mid-range shooter in the NBA. No Daniel Tice, so the Rock DJ had two blocks in 19 minutes with eight points. He missed both his free throws, which was rough, but while Tice remains out, Williams does have some stream ability, while Tristan Thompson had a solid game, 14-7 and with three steals, but do not mess with Tristan Thompson in 12-team leagues. It will not end well for you. The next game is the Houston Rockets and the Philadelphia 76ers. The uh, Sixers were up massive in this game, and then they uh, just get the win by five. And for a guy that has barely played, He's getting 23 minutes, 24 minutes a night, pissing us off no end. DeMarcus Cousins, I am shocked to see him play 37 minutes, go 19 and 8 with four assists, two steals, two blocks, and hit four threes in a matchup where he's against Joel Embiid. I some I cannot understand coaches at all, all the time. I cannot understand it, but I did mention this. I said that you know, if it's not Cousins, then who the hell else guards Embiid? Because there's no one big on this team. And maybe that's the idea Silas had. You've got to hold him until Wood comes back, I think. Johnny Wall... Big usage again, 28-3-7 with two steals and a block. I guess that's a revenge game as well. Well, Jay Sean Tate had 19-6-4, three steals, 33 minutes. I think Tate has got to be a 12-team league guy, 40 fantasy points in this one. It does help that Oladipo, Wood, and Tucker are all out, are all out but he's playing well. David Nwaba had some stream value, 10 boards, a steal, two blocks. While Eric Gordon came back, he started. He had 17 points, zero rebounds somehow, but added six assists. He's fine as a 12-team league player. Dan House, not too much to say there that's good. Eight points in 21 minutes, a locker room trip for a sore ankle, but he did return, but overall nothing too exciting. For the Sixers, Ben Simmons was out, so they started the painter Matisse Thibault, and guess what he did? He had four steals and a block. What a, what a surprise that is. Five points, one three, uh, you know, had a rebound, two assists, but you have him for assists, you have him for steals, and that's it. The thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Good um, good minutes for him. Good production. 24, 15, and 5. One steal, two blocks. Huge. Embiid, almost a triple-double. 31, 11, and 9 with two steals and a block. They carried this team with the help of Seth Curry, who's been quiet, 
but 25 points in 37 minutes is awesome. Also, point guard duties with five assists and two steals, really ramping it up. Now, I'm not saying that he's anything more than a 12-team streamer or a specialist. This is obviously fueled by the absence of Simmons getting his assists up, getting his usage up, and playing a shit ton of minutes. And when Simmons and then Shake Milton return, um, I don't think he's going to be worth a 12-team league guy. But if you want to take a look at him, if you want to take a flyer on him, I yeah, that, that's, that's uh, completely fine. Totally, totally fine. Next game. Overtime, the Indiana Pacers beat the Timberwolves 134-128. DeMontis Sabonis, 46 minutes. This bloke is racking up defensive stats, and I don't even know what day it is anymore. 36, 17, and 10. Three steals, one block, 62 from the field, 82 from the line. Not only did he give defensive stats, but he also hit his free throws. He's the 30th-ranked player over the last two weeks, an absolute monster from him, while Malcolm Brogdon was great also, who'd been struggling a little bit, Brogo, outside the top 100 over the last two weeks. 32-9-7 with six threes on 55% shooting. Another solid game from Justin Holiday, who's a 12-team league player, 11-9 in 37, while Timothy John McConnell, not as good as last game, but he's still got a six assists. You still want to hold on to him in 12-team leagues. And Dougie McDirt returned. He had eight points in 27 minutes. He is only a deep league guy. While Jeremy Lamb continues to thrive off the bench. 18 points in 28 minutes with eight boards. Shot, yeah, okay, especially from the line. He probably is still a 12-team league hold, um, at least until those other guys come back, which is not going to be for a while. And it's good to see Aaron Holiday doing something. 27 minutes for Az, 15 points. Uh, but don't you know, overreact to that from a fantasy point of view. For the Wolves. Malik Beasley came off the bench because he was late to their walkthrough. It didn't matter. He played 41 minutes and had 31 points with five threes and three steals. So a good game there. Also a good game from Towns, who saw the usage come back up. 30 and 10, two steals, two blocks and two threes. And that, some may say, is a Richie Benner. Two for two, two, two. Ravishing Rick also went bananas. 20 points for Rubio in 35 minutes. Now let's get it straight. Rubio's been terrible all this year, but 13 assists, one steal, three threes, big minutes, a starting role for the next six weeks with Russell out. He is a 12-team league option. They played Naz Reed next to town somewhat, and he would put up a, a really big night. 18 and nine, two threes, three blocks. Do not count on it. It's nice that it happened, but I don't think it's something we need to get excited about. While they started Jared Vanderbilt, and he played only 19 minutes, and Jaden McDaniels, who started in place of Beasley, played 37 minutes. Absolutely pay attention to this. 11 points, three threes, three blocks. Will they start McDaniels at the four next game over Vanderbilt? I don't know. But his minutes had trended down. And this is why I just don't understand coaches sometimes. But his minutes had trended down. Um, and now they've gone absolutely through the roof. Some might say to the moon, whatever that means. Um, big numbers. Three blocks, three threes. Good stuff from Jaden McDaniels. 14-team league ad. And let's see what happens for 12s. Vanderbilt, maybe I hold, but maybe I don't. Um, if I'm going to say how good Edwards was yesterday, I have to say how shit he was today. Eight points on 20% shooting, no threes, no steals, no blocks, rough, but he did have four assists and five rebounds. He does remain a 12-team league guy, but there are going to be these issues. He was, he was actually horrible in this game and he needs to get a lot better than that, uh, you know, to maintain some good numbers, but that is, that's rough, but he will be better and he is, he is remaining a 12-team league player. Guys, the NFL is over. But that doesn't mean that sports stops because the NBA is obviously still going. College basketball and the NHL, they're, they're cracking along as well. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. I haven't checked. Has anyone checked if Real Online, or BetOnline's got the uh, holy moly odds for Australia? Anyone going for the Yapoon mudflap? I'll put my money on, uh, on Kunkel over there. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news and scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. If you want to go to an auto store, trudge out in whatever sort of nonsense weather you guys are having in the States, it looks horribly miserable. You don't want to leave the house. So why would you go to an auto store? Wait for the bloke in there to order your part. Yeah, man, I don't think I have it. It's going to be free for weeks. When you can sit at home, go to rockauto.com. Look at their vast array of items. Order the parts that you want and pay a cheaper price. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And go to rockauto.com right now, and you'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So when you find the part that you want, in their How Did You Hear About Us box, just write LOCKED ON. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Next game is the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons, 102-105. If you don't want me to hear me rant about something, just fast forward five minutes. I tell you what shits me, maybe I should have a segment, this is what shits me, but this is what shits me. When people on Twitter go, "Eh, this didn't age well. Or, or, you know, sarcastically, this aged well. I put a tweet out today saying um, Billy Donovan has benched Kobe White, Wendell Carter Jr. and Patrick Williams to start the second half. That's literally all I said. And then at the end of the game, someone wrote back, oh, this tweet didn't age well. No, mate, it aged actually 100% perfectly because it is 100% accurate. And there's not anything to age it. People just use this phrase like it's a catch-all or what a gotcha, a gotcha. Didn't age well, mate. Aged fine. It aged actually as perfectly as a tweet could have aged. In fact, some may say it was the perfect tweet. But stop stop with this bullshit. This didn't age well. It is an absolute load of shit. Anyway, the Bulls come back for the big win after being down 24 against the Pistons. They win at 105-102. Let's start with Detroit. Jeremy Grant had 43 points. Absolutely nothing else. But when you score 43 and you do it on a true shooting of 74, I don't give a shit. That's big numbers. Four triples. He had a block. He was 9 of 9 from the line. Big one. 39 minutes for DeLon Wright. Only 12 points, but he makes up for it for four assists and three steals and continues to be a really strong option, getting a ton of minutes. While big Deke energy. Sadiq Bay, 32 minutes starting for Blake Griffin. 12 and 7, three assists and a steal. I think this is an absolutely fine, solid line and a decent representation of what big Deke can do as we move forward. He's not going to be... That guy going 7 of 7 from 3 and hitting 80% from deep and getting 7 steals and 12 rebounds or whatever bullshit he did in the last couple. But this is fine. And this is what you expect. It puts him at the fringes of 12-team value, and that's totally fine. Joshy Jackson was pretty rough on his percentages. 37 true shooting, 8 and 8 with 2 steals and a block. I still think he's a 12-teamer. While Plumley had 11 and 8 and the Duke Wayne Ellington, 6 points with 2 threes. We also got a bit of crossover between DeLon and Dennis Smith. Smith played 17 minutes for 10 points. He only had one assist. And safe to say, he's only a very deep league player. While Svi Mikhailuk, who played well last game, did not play well here. Zero points, missed all four of his shots and hit four, uh, had four boards. For the Bulls, as I said, they benched Williams, they benched Wendell Carter, and they benched Kobe White at halftime. But it must have worked because they came back. They, they put together a huge run. They started Thad Young 
They started Thomas Sadoransky and Denzel the Hammer Valentine at halftime. But Williams and Carter and White, they came in down the end and played well. We'll start with Levine, who I do think will be named an all-star when that is announced soon. 37-5-5 with three steals and four triples on 64% shooting. His efficiency and usage has been unbelievable this year. And this is a really good Pat Williams game. I'm coming around more to Williams as a long-term, maybe top 50 player in fantasy. I don't think that he's a must-roster guy this year. This was nice. You know, 30 fantasy points, 15-5, and five, triple one. Yeah, good numbers. But he does have some duds in there. While Wendell Carter Jr., up to 27 minutes despite the benching, 18-3, and three, a steal, and two blocks. No assists. We'd like to see more of that. We want to see more three-point shooting. But otherwise, pretty good numbers. Thad Young, 9, 10, and 7. Only played 24 minutes despite starting the second half. He had two steals and a block. He is a fringe 12, he's, he's a fringe 12 team league guy moving forward. He's a fine 12 team league guy for now. But again, when you consider things in the next couple of weeks, if you want to move on from guys, like his value will dip when Porter and when Markinen return. Garrett Temple, 9 points in 34 minutes with two blocks for him. Yeah, pretty solid numbers. While Kobe White, yeah, he, he wasn't good. 8 points in 24 minutes. He had 6 rebounds, 4 assists, but did come up big down the stretch. I am still holding him despite the struggles that he has had this season. While Sadoransky is an interesting assists stream player. Let's go next game. The Denver Nuggets, they fall to the Wizards. A horrible loss. They were up massive in this game, and they let the Wizards come back in. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Like, it's a, it is a problem. Look, their players out, Millsap and Barton, their Do- Doge's out, and their bench is trash. Like, and Jokic played 37 minutes. He was a plus five still, and they lose by two because the bench can't hold up. Same with Murray, who had 35, 9, and 6 with five threes. Jokic had 33, 7, and 9, two steals, but they can't do everything. I thought it was a solid game from Jermichael Green. Nine, nine points, 10 boards, four blocks. He's only a stream option in 14-team league while Millsap's out. While it was a better game from Mickey Porter, 14-7, and seven, two steals, a block, that's nice. I do worry about what the hell happens when Barton returns and to where his minutes go. And it's when he's out there, it just feels like everyone is frustrated with him. I get the feeling, and this is completely just coming from nowhere, and it's coming from an outsider perspective. I just get the feeling his teammates don't particularly like him that much and that he is on a much shorter leash than everybody else. Whether that's fair or not, that's not up for me to decide, but that's just what it feels like. Nice, Gary! Actually, I'll take back that nice, Gary, because I'm still talking Porter. Yes, he is a 12-team hold. Now, Gary Harris. Nice, Gary! 28 minutes, two points, 20% shooting, back at his best. He's straight into the starting lineup, but he's not a 12-team league guy. Well, Faku Kompazzo, 25 minutes, 14 points, and that's with Harrison Morris back. Don't add him outside of very deep leagues, but obviously very interesting. Now, Barton's going to come back and have an impact there. But I thought he looked really good out there, handling the ball and running things, the two steals as well, 71% shooting. But again, it's only very, very deep leagues that you want to pay any attention there. For the Wizards, Davis Bertans, 30 minutes, nine threes, 35 points with a steal and a block. Now, of course, we know this isn't real. He doesn't get to the line eight times a game. He doesn't shoot 82% from three. I believe almost every one of his shots was from three. Yeah, it was. Every shot that he took was from three. He was, uh, what, a nine of 11 from three. He had three rebounds and an assist. It's a very hot streak. 46 fantasy wins. We talked about, yes, he would definitely shoot better than what he was shooting. But yeah, when he's shooting like this, it's awesome. Like stream him, add him, let's go. But is it a must roster player? I'm not convinced that it is. 25 points, 10 assists for Brad Beal in 37 minutes. While Westbrook, I have a lot of things to say about Russell Westbrook. And if you're a Russell Westbrook fan, you probably don't want to listen to him. 39 minutes, he had 12 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Great fantasy points league producer. 47 fantasy points, two steals and a block. 
But his shot selection is horrendous. It is, it's disgusting to watch him at times. 33% shooting here. There were times where he, Davis Bertans is shooting like this. I think it was in the second or third quarter. He dribbled down and as he was driven, just took a pull up three. Like Russ, you are not a good three point shooter in the best of situations. In catch and shoot, wide open, you are not the, you are not a good three point shooter at all. Davis Bertans was literally trailing you. You could have just dished it to him and let him take the three. That is a horrendous lack of self-awareness and it pisses me off when I see that sort of stuff. And maybe I'm unfairly targeting Russ because it happens with other players plenty of times. But how do you do that? How do you have that lack of self-awareness? And then how do you also go from an 85% free throw shooter to a dude that can barely touch it? His free throws are so all off. And some of it's mental. But he doesn't stand in the middle of the, of the stripe. He's off to the side. He brings the ball down. And when he brings it up, it comes up the left side of his body. And then it switches to his right side to release it. Everything looks messed up. I, I don't know what's going on with this bloke. Anyway, Rui Hachimura had 14, 4, and 3 in 29 minutes. While uh, I, I've never, you know what, I'm ranting. I've never started. Because what is your mate Scott Brooks doing? Flaming Mo Wagner started. He played three minutes. He was a minus six. He was getting torched by Jokic. Like, I could have told you that before the game. That he's not a, he's not a good matchup for Jokic. But you know what? Very few people are. So Brooks sat down. His game plan is going, Wagner, 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 mate. Wagner's the one to go for. He's the matchup on Jokic. Plays him in three minutes and then goes, holy shit, he can't guard Jokic. What's going on? And then he doesn't play him again. Now, Alex Len came on. He was okay, 10 and 8, but out of the rotation to playing 18 minutes. And Robin Lopez played 27 minutes. Did they slow down Nikola Jokic, who had 33, 7 and 9? Not really. Now, with this sort of kids close your ears, this sort of fuckery that's going on with Scott Brooks, how can you trust Wagner in a 12-teamer? How can you trust Len? They go from DMPCDs to starters, to playing 25 minutes, to playing two minutes. It's all over the shop. And while you can say, yeah, Josh, he won. Yeah, he did. And it's a great win, a fantastic win. But sometimes the process is almost as important. Like, let a dude get some confidence, get a rhythm. Let the guys know who they're playing with and try and figure out the spacing because having a guy that's a shooter like Wagner is very different to having a spud like Alex Len out there who doesn't move outside the paint. That's not fair. Len can shoot some threes, but not like Wagner. It's very different for everybody. And while it worked out, the process is shit house. No Ish Smith for six to eight weeks for this team. Um, He was already obviously a deeper league guy. Hal Neto had 14 points in 20 minutes. You would think... You would think for a team going nowhere that they'd want to just maybe throw Troy Brown in there and see what he can deliver, but no, we don't get any of him. Uh, Denny Avdia had three points in 21 minutes, and he is the deepest of deep league players only. All right, so let's go on. Next game here, the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard does it again, beats the Pelicans. 126-124. Lillard had 43 points, seven triples, and 16 assists. Holy shit. One steal, one block. 50% from the field on 28 attempts, 8 of 8 from the line. Just a masterful, masterful performance. Now, he'd actually been struggling a little bit. 13th ranked player before today over the last two weeks. Ninth overall this season, but obviously this is going to give him somewhat of a boost. Well, Bob Covington, the patience has paid off. 12 and 8, 38 minutes, two steals, four blocks. 46th ranked player before today over the last two weeks. That'll jump up pretty considerably. Big numbers there. We also had Derek Jones Jr. do some stuff, which is a surprise to be sure. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. 13-7 and seven for Jones in 32 minutes, two steals, two blocks. 
Rely on him for the steals and blocks, not for everything else. Gary Trent dropped in 23 points with five triples, and Ennis Cantor had 11 and four. But with guys like Jones and Trent playing well, with Rodney Hood returning, with Anthony Simons playing 25 minutes, Carmelo Anthony played just 20 minutes in this game. He did have some foul trouble, so that's probably a part of it, but it is worth monitoring that Simons uh, played more, that uh, Jones played more as well. I'm not advocating for adding Jones at all, um, but he can be a streamer, and Simons is a nice deep league option too. With uh, Rocket Rodney Hood back, we had Nasir Little sort of bumped down a bit, just the five minutes for Little. For the Pelicans, what did Zion Williamson do? Well, he was great again. 34 minutes, 36 and 6, four assists, two steals. A 73% true shooting continues to play better and better. He is a top 15 player over the last two weeks in fantasy basketball. He is going to be a second-round pick next year. Shit, he might be a first-round pick next year. He is absolutely flying. And all those things that we needed to see for him to become better have happened. I was pessimistic about the free throws. I was worried about where the defensive stats from college were. But they're coming in. Assists are coming in. Scoring and usage is there. Free throw percentage is up. It's awesome. Lonzo Ball was great as well. 21 points, 5 assists with 5 triples, while Stephen Adams went down with an ankle injury. Now, Billy Hernan Gomez, I don't know if Adams is long-term. Adams can miss some time with ankle problems. He's had that before. I would be okay with taking a flyer on Bill Hernan Gomez. 11 and 17 for him in 29 minutes in deeper leagues. I thought Jackson Hayes was all right, but he's not going to be an impact guy in most leagues. Kyrie Lewis played 17 minutes, had 6 and 4. He is again ahead of Nikhil Alexander-Walker, while 23 minutes for Eric Bledsoe. 30 minutes for Josh the Hitman Hart. Hart had 4-6 and six and Bledsoe had 10-3-3. Three and three. Hart is pushing up to be a 14-team league guy, while I think Bledsoe is, uh, yeah. Get that garbage out of here! Bledsoe is the 173rd ranked player this year. I think we can move on from him. Ingram, 14-5-6, a triple zero. Perfect from the field, uh, from the line, but uh, only 33% from the field. He's been really, really good over the last two weeks, the 20th ranked player. This was obviously not that great. While it was good to see JJ Redick do something, 16 points with four threes in 20 minutes. The next game is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They go down to the Memphis Grizzlies, 113-122. Theo Maladon. 34 minutes for Theo, 14 points. Sorry, for Theo. 14 points, four threes, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. A lot of people ask me, Josh, like, why do you give a shit about Maladon? Why is he, what's so appealing about him? It's just, this is what, like his four, fifth start? He played 34 minutes. And he had 14, five and two with two steals and four threes. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. It is low usage, I know. And it might not work out in two weeks. But we'll add him. He's a starting point guard. And we'll see what happens. I was pretty happy with this game. 22-3-6 for Gildas Alexander, while Isaiah Roby only played 23 minutes, but had 10-8-4 with two steals. I really like what Roby's doing, but of course, he's limited when Horford plays. The Moose Mike Muscala got hot, 21 points for five threes, while it was three consecutive good games for Darius Baisley. As soon as I said, you know what, maybe I'm out of the on the intern here. He's a step back up, 18-7 with four threes in 32 minutes, shot 50% from the field. That sort of minutes upside is really hard to come by, so he probably is a 12-team league guy. While Lou Dort, I don't believe he is. 11 points in 29 minutes on 20% shooting for uh, for Lugens. No, my son is also named Bort. On to the Grizzlies. Um, I don't know what to make of Kyle Anderson. This is like a 30% three-point shooter last year, and now he's just banging him in like it doesn't matter anymore. 20 points, 67% three-point shooting, two triples, five rebounds, five assists, five steals, one block, and only 26 minutes. I, I really don't get how he's this good. Remember, uh, this is a guy that I was super high on two years ago. Man, Anderson, he's not going to be high usage, but he's going to put up numbers. He's going to be this top 100 guy and he shit the bed. And then last year, he was benched for Jay Crowder and did nothing. 
And now, like this is like what post-hype hype sleeper, two years later, he's doing what I thought he'd do two years ago. Again, when I talked about that Frank Kaminsky thing the other day, like, you know, I, that Kyle Anderson thing, like, what, what's wrong with me? Like, did I just miss on him? I thought he was good. Like, what happened? It took two years to come to fruition, but here it is. I still don't know how they're going to fit everyone in when the rotation comes back, when all these guys are back. Winslow, Jackson, Melton, Bain. These are four rotation players. I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but Anderson's good. So is Grayson Allen somehow. I don't know how this is possible. 22 points, six triples, 32 minutes. He's going to hurt when Melton and Bain are back for sure, but for now, he's got value. 22 and 12 for Valanciunas, while Ja Morant shot horribly, but a nice triple-double, 15, 11, and 12, but 29% shooting is rough. Of course, he hit no threes. He had one steal, and the uh, drawbacks of him continue. Well, Brandon Clark... Two for two, two, two. He had uh, two threes, two steals, two blocks. He also had two assists, and he had 12 points in 25 minutes. I think 25 minutes is probably his range as we move forward. Well, Dylan Brooks scored well, so the line starts off nice, 17 points. And then he had no threes, one rebound, one assist, and shot 39%. He was a perfect 7 of 7 from the line, so that really did save him. He probably is still a 12-team league guy, especially in points leagues. Um, But you know that I don't really have much faith for him as we move forward, because I do think that he will lose minutes to superior players in Melton and Bain when they eventually return to action, and then maybe when Justice Winslow is back there as well. All right, so let's move on to the next game. And guess what, guys? The Jazz smashed another team. 114-96 over the Clippers. Yes, the Clippers were without Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard, Nick Batum, and Paul George. So it wasn't a full-strength Clippers team. But, man, this Jazz team just takes care of business. How about Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 32 minutes. He's going to run away with Defensive Player of the Year. 23 and 20, a steal and a block. He hit his free throws. Just an amazing performance. Now, he was, he started this season out pretty slow, but he has started to come in uh, pretty strong now. While the Don, Donovan Mitchell. He's gone. He's good. 24, 7 and 7, four steals and a block. Didn't shoot particularly well and was bad from the line, but overall good counting stats. Only 24 min- minutes for Jingle and Joe, 14, 3 and 5 with three threes. It looks like Mike Conley's return is coming up soon, so if you can sell Ingles for a top 100 player, I'd do it. And I'd also look to sell on Jordan Clarkson, who was pretty rough with the shooting. He had 18 points, but 30% shooting, 23 attempts, didn't attempt a single free throw, did have four threes and two steals. So overall, not a bad line. But instead of playing 33 minutes a night, he'll play 25, 26 minutes when uh, Conley returns. And that has to drop his value down. Boyan Bogdanovich, man, he was rough. Five points, 20% shooting, no threes, one rebound, one assist. Now, he's been playing better. Before today, he was the 82nd ranked player over the last eight games. But for the season, he's still only 163rd. That's going to drop down after today as well. And again, like these guys whose value is so tied to being very good three-point shooters and nothing else, when they're having off seasons and it's going 20-plus games, like do you actually need to hold on? There are so many of these guys out there, Bertan, Seth Curry, Bogdanovich, these guys that if you could just cycle through them and stream that spot in to get that three-point specialist in here four or five times a week, I think you're going to be better off rather than just holding that player. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's sort of how I see it. Royce O'Neal had 12 and 8 in 34 minutes, which is pretty good. And then for the Clippers, Pat Beverly. I think Beverly might be a 12-team league ad. Eight points in 23 minutes, but two steals, two blocks, four boards. He just contributes in multiple areas, while Lou Williams is an ad, but also a massive sell high. 16, 6, and 6 in 35 minutes for Lou. He attempted 18 shots and hit only six of them. But of course, without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard, he's doing everything. And he won't do anywhere near this when those guys return. 
Zubat scrubbed some boards while Reggie Jackson had 15, 5, and 5 in 31 minutes, but it's really hard to analyze this team with so many guys out. I think it is worth mentioning Amir Coffey, the Farmers Union. He had 13 points in 26 minutes. He hit another two threes. He's playing pretty well. It's only someone to watch for deeper leagues, but it is still worth mentioning when these guys are out, someone like Coffey is stepping up and playing at a high level for streaming and for deeper league purposes. Amir Coffey, and he showed some flashes at the end of last season as well. Amir Coffey is playing at a, at a pretty decent level at this stage. All right, so let's go on to the last game of the night. What a win this was for the Warriors. They come back and they win at 120-112 in overtime. Over the uh, over the Miami Heat, terrible loss for the Heat, who are up big in this game. And um, if we start from the Heat side of things, Jimmy Butler, 41 minutes, 13, 12, and 11 with three steals there for Butler. So pretty good overall night. He's been really strong since returning from his injury. Adebayo was pretty good as well, 24, 5, and 7 for Bam Bam. And then Tyler Hero off the bench, 11, 11 points in 39 minutes, 15 rebounds and four assists, and three blocks. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Now, he shot horribly, but those minutes coming off the bench are interesting. I think he might remain on the bench, and they might start Dragic when he returns, but Hero seems to be playing pretty well in that bench role. Kendrick Nunn played 41 minutes. He had 19 points, very little else, and he has short-term value while Dragic is out, and then after that, his value is probably going to disappear. While Kelly Olynyk, yeah. Get that garbage out of here! Yep, minutes are down again. He's playing like shit, so get rid of him, and then you can deal with that later on. If you want to re-add him at any point, Dunk Robinson played 40 minutes in this game, and still another one of those three-point streamers. He had 13 points. He hit three threes. It's it's totally fine, but it's not someone that's 100% a must-roster player to me. For the Warriors, Draymond Green was a very late scratch. They started Fox Mulder over him. Now, he played only 14 minutes, but it was Kent Bazemore who really stepped up. 38 minutes for Kent. He scored 26 points. He had eight boards, three assists, and three steals. Just chalk this up to a weird, big Kent Bazemore game that does no bearing on any future performance. Mulder had just five points in his 14 minutes, while Toscano Anderson, who was the center, he played only 21 minutes, and Eric Pascal had 32 minutes, getting 11 points there. But he was uh, he didn't get to 30 minutes outside of um, uh, outside of overtime. But it didn't do particularly much, I wouldn't think. And he is more of just that deeper league player rather than someone we want to look at as a must-roster 12-team league guy. Wiggins had 23 points with eight boards. And Kelly Oubre, 23 points. Oubre is now shooting 50% from three in February. Eight rebounds, three steals. Another guy that was you know, obviously very, very worthwhile to hold on to. While Steph Curry had 25 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, two steals. Good numbers there for Steph. Let's move across now and have a look at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Lou Dort at number one. No, my son is also named Bort. He was up 16%. Yep, that's a, that was a ridiculous move. I wouldn't have added him. I would have added Mo Wagner, and that looks pretty stupid after today. Now, he could come out and start the next game and be fine. It really depends on whether you want to drop him or not based on um, who else is on your wire, but it looks like it's going to be musical chairs for the Wizards centers. Marcus Morris up 13%. With everyone out, he's at least worth looking at in that type scenario. Well, Jay Sean Tate up 9%. Yep, fine as a 12-teamer. And Emmanuel Quickly is more of a 14-teamer, I think. In terms of players dropped, Kelly Linick down 10%. Absolutely no worries with that. Josh Richardson, he was down 9.5%. Get that garbage out of here! 
Nasreed down 9%. Well, Nasreed played well today, but that's not something we can uh, all, always uh, rely upon. While well, Millsap played, well, he was down 7%, and he's going to be out, looks like, a few more games. And then Alex Len down 7%. No one could have predicted what was going to happen today. And even then, in that scenario, it wasn't like Len was a must-roster 12-team league guy based on his uh, form today. Your monstrous line of the night is Damian Lillard, 43 points. He hit seven triples. He had 16 assists. He's been unbelievable this year, averaging 30 points, almost eight assists, true shooting of 63%. He's the seventh-ranked player this season in fantasy. Just absolutely rock-solid, consistent, putting up great numbers. Elevated at the... Look, remember he struggled earlier on this season when CJ was doing so much, and with CJ out, we've seen Lillard bump the usage up. His usage over the last two weeks is at 36%. And the efficiency hasn't taken a hit at all. 61 true shooting. So really just doing it on high volume, whatever his team needs, guiding them to victories. He has been absolutely amazing. And then your rookie of the night is Theo Maladon of the Oklahoma City Thunder. 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Maladon, since he returned to action, is the 102nd ranked player. He's averaging 10 points with 1.3 steals and almost 4 assists. Hasn't missed a free throw. He's hitting 50% of his threes. I think that's going to come down somewhat. I still think he's a must-roster 12-team league. Well, not must-roster. He's close to a must-roster 12-team league guy. Let's just see where this goes with him as we move forward. Then let's have a look at the top 10 players who are rostered in under 50% of leagues. Jermichael Green at number one. Top 10 players that play today. Jermichael Green with the four blocks today. He's at number one. I don't think it's anything more than a 14-team league ad. Naz Reed played well today, but again, hard to rely upon that. Derek Jones Jr. got your defensive numbers and actually had some offense going today as well, but I don't trust him. He's more of a streamer. Kent Bazemore, yeah, fluky-ass performance. Grayson Allen, yep, absolutely a short-term stream option. Theo Maladon at number six, yep. You know what I think about him. Dwayne Bacon at seven. No, just a point streamer in deeper leagues. Number eight is Tristan Thompson, who doesn't do it for me. Number nine is the painter Matisse Thibel. If you're looking for defensive stats, him and Derek Jones, they're going to be two of the best streamers out there. And then at number 10, it is JJ Redick, who came in 16 points, four triples today. That'll do it for the action from Wednesday. Let's flip it across now and talk about Thursday's games across the NBA. All right, so there's only the three games on here for Thursday. The first one of those is the Raptors and the Bucks. There's no spread or total out at this point. The only injury situation we need to monitor is Kyle Lowry is questionable. Now, if he is out, I imagine they just put Aaron Baines back into the starting lineup because they went small last game with Norman Powell sticking in there. So if Lowry is out, it'll just be Baines coming back in. I would imagine the Bucks will be without Drew Holiday once again, so Bryn Forbes will get another start there. The Nets and the Lakers is the second game. Kevin Durant is out. Anthony Davis is out. But Kyrie Irving is likely to return. He is probable. LeBron James is probable as well. While Timotei Lawawu Cabrero is questionable. No spread or total out for that one either. While the last game of the day is the Miami Heat and the Sacramento Kings. And there is some injury news in this one. The Kings are going to be without both Rashawn Holmes and the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! So their front court could be really interesting. Do they start your mate Hassan Whiteside? The word. Do they put Bielitsa in there next to Bagley? Do they go back to Daquan Jeffries in there? I imagine they'll start Corey Joseph at the two, leaving Halliburton to come off the bench with next to Buddy Heald. And then you'll have just that front court decision. Do they go back to Glenn Robinson in the front court? There are a lot of question marks there, but that does open up quite a bit of value for the Heat. I don't think that we're going to be seeing Goran Dragic and Avery Bradley will be out there as well. So some early value options yeah, include Whiteside. We're looking at Yanni. This is for Fangio. We're looking at DiVincenzo, Halliburton even. Maybe Kelly Olenek, but not really. LeBron, um, Bob Portis, uh, Tyler Hero, Jim Butler, but Butler's price is pretty elevated. It's a pretty tight pricing market for Fangio for Thursday's games. 
Not going to lie. All right, guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Uh, Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Hit the notification bell as well, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.